You know, I think one of the best things to do during the season is to take your children to visit uh, perhaps a nursing home. Ask the people who run that, is there someone in the nursing home who doesn't ever get any visitors? There always is someone like that. Ask if it would be appropriate for you to bring your children to visit these people and make them some homemade Christmas cards. You know, practice a song that you could do for them. There are so many hurting, needy places in your city, in your area, where children can learn that Christmas is more than just getting. They need to have a giving heart. You know, if we'll just uh, keep our eyes open and our hearts open, we will find ways to really make Christmas meaningful, and they don't cost a whole lot. That's Mary Hunt, and she'll have more ideas for you in just a few minutes about how you can enjoy your Christmas season without breaking the bank. I'm John Fuller, and this is the Christmas Stories Podcast from Focus on the Family. And joining me in the studio are Diane Angolia. She manages our guest relations department here at Focus. Hello, Diane. Hi, John. Glad to be here today. And Lisa Anderson from The Boundless Show. Hey, John. Hey, Lisa. So I woke up this morning and I thought, oh, wow, yesterday was totally full and my stomach is still totally full. And I I think it was a, a little while later I realized, oh, yeah, it's Black Friday. I mean, I don't get the newspaper. The flyers don't come. I don't check email usually on days like today. And Black Friday, I mean, it started like at 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Did you, either one of you, go out yesterday or this morning? Absolutely not. No, I have visions of like getting trampled while holding a Vitamix above my head and trying to get a good deal on it. So I'm just like, no way. I mean, I've gone before and it's like I can never figure out the doorbusters and where they are and what you get them for. And there were three in the whole store. And then they have like cheap giveaways, like horrible holiday ornaments. So I stay home, just make some coffee and shop online. And I love it. Okay. Diane, how about you? I had one experience with Black Friday. I was in high school and I was going to buy this blouse uh, at the beginning of November, and the salesperson goes, no, wait till Black Friday. It'll be 70% off, and who doesn't want 70% off? So I thought, okay. So got up early, and Black Friday, it is blackout when you get up. And I, so you fight the traffic, the parking, the getting into the mall, and, and the pushing. And I looked everywhere for that blouse. It was nowhere to be found. So I didn't get my blouse. It was 100% off. <laughs> it was, it was <laughs> stuffed in a Vitamix somewhere. <laughs> It was. And the amount of frustration. Somebody shed blood for that blouse. They did. And I didn't get my blouse. And I thought this was not worth it, 70% or not. I'm buying the blouse next time. So you've given up Black Friday shopping. I never went again. It was like that was too traumatic. A few years ago, um, I had foot surgery in early November, and I couldn't go out at all. And I became the designated shopper for the family. My (laughs) wife was like, I think so-and-so. For one of the kids, we should do this. And it's like, hang on it. I'm on it. I I'm stuck on the sofa. I have to elevate my foot. Lisa, you know this mm-hmm. kind of thing. Been there. Um, all I can do is shop. So, um, it, well, I shouldn't say all I could do is shop. <laughs> all I could do at that time was be helpful, and shopping was one of the things. And so Black Friday, I did a little bit of couch surfing Black Friday, but uh, we've raised a bunch of minimalist kids. And, I mean, their idea of a good time is going shopping at the thrift store. So generally speaking, we don't do much Black Friday shopping, but no diss to those who do. We love you, even if you go (laughs) at four on Thursday afternoon. So, hey, we've got exciting things coming up during the next several weeks, uh, especially the start of the Advent season. 
and we have a free Advent calendar download for you. You don't have to go out at all today or this weekend looking for one. It's free. It's on our website, focusonthefamily.com slash Stories. Diane, you and your family have used a calendar like that before. Uh What makes it meaningful to you? You know, there have been years when we didn't, and I realized the difference was that we kind of got lost in the everyday of what was coming up to Christmas rather than stopping and thinking about it as we went. And I realized that even I got caught up in the whole thing rushing towards Christmas. And to be able to stop each and every day to reflect on what it is this whole season is pointing to, I found that an Advent calendar made it beneficial not only for my family, but for me too. I appreciate that. And uh, we've got several Advent calendars around the house, but this one's free. So again, focusonthefamily.com slash Christmas stories. So we played a clip for you from Mary Hunt uh, about ways to do Christmas well without breaking the bank. And uh, she's got an organization called Debt Proof Living. And if you don't know Mary's story, she was like $125,000 in debt. And her husband worked for a bank. It was really a train wreck of a situation. She got out of the debt and started this organization, and she is a delight. And uh, she and Jim Daly talked about managing your money well during this season. What is motivating us uh, to do that? Why do we, as Christians particularly, why do we lean toward uh, the materialism of it and get satisfaction out of that? You know, I really think it's peer pressure, but I think it's brought on by this huge thing in our lives called the consumer credit industry. They spend a ton of money. They know how to tickle our emotions. I mean, if you walk into stores, I'm telling you, Jim, they've already got Christmas going at the Costco and where I live. And it tingles our senses and and makes us want it to be so perfect. And, And we have to get beyond that. We have to get in control of those emotions and not let our better sense flee uh, during this time. And there's so many wonderful things we can do in order to make sure we don't go into horrible things. Well, let's talk about that. How do you, how do you make a no-debt commitment All around right. Christmas? I have some really interesting ways to do that. The first one is you need to focus. That's a great word <laughs> around here. Focus. Uh, I want you, Jim uh, and John, I want you just to right now focus on this date, December 26th. Hmm. December 26th. I want you to focus on that. When you wake up in the morning, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel like, oh, you know, like a big letdown? Because in the back of your mind, you know that you have so many bills that are going to start coming in January. Hmm. I want people to think of it this way. I want you to wake up knowing that it was all paid for. It's all done. It's paid for. You didn't overindulge. The children got a few gifts that they really, really wanted. They were satisfied, and it wasn't all about gifts. Because for the maybe the first time ever on your Christmas season, you gave your kids what they want the most, and it's not presents, Jim, John. It's really not presents. Kids want more than just gifts for Christmas. And you need, I think, to turn the entire month of December into a month of celebration and give your kids what they really want. Here's something they really want. They want realistic expectations. Mm. And you need to tell your kids this. Here's our month. Look at the calendar. These are the days that we have. Let's plan this together. What things can we do together? That's something else. That's right. Kids want to spend relaxed, happy times with their parents. They love it to spend with parents one-on-one. And for our boys, we had a tradition that one day during the month of December, 
on opposite days, not on the same day. They got to stay home from school. We allowed them to miss a day of school. Yes, teachers, we did. We sent a note ahead of time. <laughs> and, and there were activities we did. We made cookies, just mom and yeah. Jeremy. We made cookies. And we would go to the mall. He, he, he wanted to go shopping in the toy store to pick out what one thing he wanted. I mean, we had these traditions that the kids looked forward to. But it was, it was relaxed, evenly paced time with the parent. And that truly is a gift. It's a gift. And if you're talking about memories, mm. your kids, I promise you, my children are now 37 and 38. If you ask either one of them, their best Christmas memories, they are when family members, when the family all got together, sitting around the fireplace at night, talking about the old stories, hearing about the things their dad did when he was a little boy, uh, reading stories. It's those warm times together, honest, truly. Now, I'm not discounting gifts. I'm saying we need to uh, scale them back in Mm. number. You are doing your child no service by giving them 60 gifts, even though you can well afford it and pay cash. I'm sorry, that's too much. Mm. Kids can't take that all in. Well, let me push on that because uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Uh, Kids can also be impacted and affected by the marketing tactics of our culture. That's right. So they want the the latest Nike tennis shoe or they want, you know, the latest Lego set that is $100, $150. Uh, toys are expensive. They are very expensive. H- how do we spiritually, how do we mold and shape our children to have appropriate appetites when it comes to these things? We don't need to be draconian because, yeah. you know, toys are fun. Yeah, that, that's Being right. Being a kid and, is fun. And we right. need to and, do that. Even as Christians, let's have some fun. That's right. But and how do we shape them? Technology is fantastic. And, I, and, to, and to try to deny that would be absolutely silly. This is the season of our lives, the time and the era where, in which we live. But I talk about this in the book, and, and I think it's absolutely appropriate. And, and if we can get away from Christmas, let's say, Jim, that your kids love candy. You can <laughs> well do. afford a 10-pound bag of candy. Would you let them eat it all at once? Of course not. No, it's not good for them. So you have to look at gifts in the same way. Now, Harold and I, we had a family rule that they could ask for one thing. They, they could ask for just one gift. One gift they could ask for. Mm. And they would spend months, weeks, trying to decide what that one gift would be. Now, they received more than that if we wanted to give them additional. But they're yearning, and I think it's good for kids to yearn. And to worry that they might not get it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. If you need to put a cash limit on it, great, do that. Parents should not feel at all guilty about that. But then to fill in in so many other ways with the activities, with gifts that, that are perhaps homemade, um, coupons where you give your kids coupons that they can uh, redeem during the year, you know, a, a night off of doing the dishes or, <laughs> you know, they, you know, someone's going to wash their car. You know, yeah. there's nothing like giving a teenager gift cards where mom's going to wash your car. Hey, Mary, if we have had a pattern of overindulging at Christmas, let's say the last, you know, five years, it's been, uh, you know, a time where we could afford to do some things and we've overindulged. How do we as Christian parents begin to arrest that and get a grip on it and train our kids differently? Because we're going into this Christmas and their expectations might be high. Well, I think a family meeting is the best thing to do. And what do you say in that family meeting? Well, everyone gets together. And I think the day after Thanksgiving is an absolute perfect time to do it because that's when Christmas really kicks in. (laughs) That's true. And, And mom and dad's attitudes or mom or dad, whatever your family makeup is, your attitude is going to change everything. You've got to come into this meeting excited, happy, with a calendar, a big calendar, and you bring all the kids in. And I would not be opposed to the family determining what 
budget they have to work with for Christmas. This is how much money we have to spend. How do we want to spend it? This has got to cover gifts. This has got to cover uh, special dinners. This is going to cover uh, pageants, tickets, whatever we're going to do to the holidays. This is the budget. Let's see how we can, we can't do everything, so let's pick the things that we want to do as a family if we're going to do all these other activities. Tons of things in the book that I suggest are appropriate. Many of them are not going to cost you any money at all. It's going to take your time. Right. Your kids are going to just be wide-eyed because it's never happened before, number one. And the more exciting you can make it, you can turn Christmas into a Christmas like that will never be forgotten. Mm. The best Christmas ever. And as I said, wake up on December 26th, having known it's all paid for. The kids participated. Everyone did. And talk about what did we do wrong last year? What are things we did last year we wish we wouldn't have done? Mm. How did we perhaps spend money that made us not as happy and we could have done other things. Did we forget how important it is for us to all go to church together and to and to celebrate Advent and to get involved in whatever your your spiritual faith based place is? What what do you wish you would have done? You know, get the conversation going. Kids mm-hmm. will let you know what it is they want and love and when they go presents, presents, presents. Well guide that. Guide that conversation. Yeah. Mary, as we wrap up uh, and we're looking at Christmas, what would you say to us generally out of everything that you, the Lord has brought you through in your life experience, mm-hmm. being in $100,000 in <laughs> debt and having Christmas be one of those large contributors to that, to waking up on December 26th saying, what have I done? When you look at your life experience and with your own children now grown in their 30s, what is the wisdom and the lessons that you've learned? What can you tell us? Well, first of all, I can tell you the debt is not worth it. It will never be worth it. There's nothing you can buy that will feel as good as that debt is going to feel bad. So just remember that. The next thing is, I promise you, I promise you, when your children uh, reach their adult years, when they remember Christmas, they will not remember the gifts. They will not. They're going to remember whether mom was stressed out or that she was fun to be around. Hmm. They're going to remember the time that you went and took the sled up the hill and, and sled together. Took him out of school for That's the day. That's right. Took him out of school for the day. When you went into the forest and painted the pine cones with peanut butter for the birds. <laughs> I mean, that's what kids are going to remember. They're going to remember you reading them stories around the fire. They're going to remember the advent calendar. Every day you opened another window or you did whatever your little calendar was or you, the cookies that you, you did together. If you're looking to make Christmas something your kids will remember Think past the gifts. It's Gifts are involved, but they are such a small, small part of it. Don't make them the centerpiece. That's right. Absolutely. Mm. And remember that your children, um, their minds are going to be filled. They'll never be able to get rid of those memories. Make sure they're good memories. Mm. And remember that, that what you teach them about God and about how he sent his, his son, that small baby in the manger, how he, he came to the earth to change our lives, to make our lives full and that's what they're going to remember, folks. I don't know how. I want to come through the microphone and give you a big hug and just beg you, <laughs> beg you to make it more than just about the debt and the gifts. Mary, thank you for being with us. Thank you, Jim. John, it's been great. Well, some practical advice from Mary Hunt about the kind of gifts that are worth more than money can buy. Now, Lisa, uh, you talked to a predominantly single audience on The Boundless Show How do you help them manage their money well? And what do you do to budget your finances during the holidays, if I can ask? Sure, yeah. Apart from the gift that you are going to get for me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That one's in the hundreds. Um, I think the the overall goal is to make money 
and then steward it so you can give it away. I mean, to to be open-handed in that way. And when it comes to Christmas, I always tell folks, don't let the Christmas chaos hit you like the flu. You have to go in and have a plan. And so I always like sit down with my family because I have a large extended family and just communicate expectations. Because if the expectation on their part is you need to get a gift for everyone, including all the nieces and nephews, that's going to just send me into a spiral. So I have a conversation with them about, okay, what does it look like for us to maybe draw names among the adults? Or maybe for single people like their extended family, they can get family gifts. So the entire family gets like a game or movie tickets or something. So you're not going crazy trying to buy individual gifts for everyone. Um, In fact, I actually told my siblings this year that I'm going to celebrate the nieces and nephews' birthdays because they get so much on Christmas anyway that to single them out on their birthday, that's going to be more special. You know, they're all living out of state and stuff like that. So that's one of the ways I try to make it manageable. And just one more way for Aunt Lisa to be the favorite. Right, exactly. <laughs> and I am, I mean, I'm already the I favorite. Appreciate I just that. have to solidify that position. That's yeah. good. Uh, that's, and Diane, <laughs> um, you're a grandmother. So, how have you taught your kids and your grandkids about managing their money, especially during this time? Well, my grandkids love to hear stories about their dad. And so I can just share with them how their dad loved to spend his money on himself. So by the time Christmas came, there was no money for anyone else to buy presents. And is that what you would like to have happen? And so it's just talking to them about the importance of planning ahead and saving and being able to give away what Lisa just said, that it's not really about what I'm going to get, but I need to think about somebody else first, even when it comes to my finances and how I'm going to spend that money. Yeah, and in our home, um, I've got one particular child who has always just made a good, robust Christmas list. <laughs> and um, it goes up on the fridge and changes with some frequency. And, and I've just said, hey, not until December. October's a little too early for Christmas lists. And, you know, trying to get a, a, a child to think outside um, and to start thinking, okay, it's about giving, and giving requires money, and so what am I going to do about that? It's a long process. Yeah. You just got to be patient with it. You know, John, I have some rock star mom friends who came up with the idea that their kids get three gifts. Oh, we do that too. They get a book. A book. They get something they need, something mm-hmm. practical, yeah. and something they want. Right. And that's the expectation. And then everything else they spend to give to other people, mm-hmm. or they buy a little goat, you know, mm-hmm. for one of the organizations, and it makes mm-hmm. it really cool. It makes it about other people. And right? to be clear, uh, Focus on the Family is not accepting contributions of goats this year. <laughs> but you could donate at the website, and we'll send you a link to a free advent calendar. We do have resources for you, and we do have a free advent calendar. Um, No goats, please. Focus on the family.com slash Christmas stories. We do as well have an article by Scott and Bethany Palmer. They're financial planners, and it's called Your Christmas Money Plan. Go ahead and look for that free resource at focus on the family.com slash Christmas stories. Well, coming up next week on Christmas stories. And so this is what I'm saying. Oftentimes, if we are not purposeful about what we want to do about Christmas, then we're going to let others dictate what it's going to look like. You'll be hearing more from Kathy Lipp about managing holiday stress. For now, I'm John Fuller. And on behalf of Diane Angolia, Lisa Anderson, and the entire team here at Focus on the Family, thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Christmas Stories podcast. Mm-hmm.